I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. When a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies. The podcast where Matt and Todd go see a movie at our not-so-local Regal Cinema Theater. And then we talk about it in the parking structure afterwards. Should you see it, should you not see it. We saw this movie at the Laurel Regal Cinema due to time... Um, timeness of movies and not wanting it to be a super late night. I am Todd Dermer. And I'm Matt Malloy. And uh, you're going to have to explain a little <laughs> bit about this intro song today, Todd, because uh, I'm not seeing the connection. There's really not. There was a scene in this movie where people were kind of dance fighting and I was convinced uh, the song like that was going to start playing because it just felt like such a weird, cheeky kind of fight scene and stuff like that and it didn't and so the rest the, the rest of the movie i had the, that kind of song for some reason stuck in my mind because i was like that would have been more funny i think if you had played this song during the fight scene i don't know i can't explain how my mind works sometimes it's just it just is it's all good we'll go with it um so uh we did see a movie tonight it was called the king's man the king's, king's man. man yes this is a um, another in the line of Kingsman movies. I think there's there's two other or th- three. This is the third. This is the third. Yes. Okay. Based off of a comic book. Gotcha. The Secret Service. Yes. Yes. That's the comic book. Yes. All right. So um, this one is a bit of a prequel. It's sort of about the founding of the Kingsman Agency. If you're a big fan of the other films, you'll know what I'm talking about. But um, but we'll get into all that in a minute. First, we have to go through the uh, short list of famous people that are in this movie. Yeah. Ralph Fiennes is in this movie. That's correct <laughs> pronunciation, right? Fiennes? It's something. Something. It's something. Um, yeah, he's in it. He's the main, the main dude, the main Kingsman, I guess. And, uh, Stanley Tucci's in this as well. That is true. For about 35 seconds. Yeah, really just kind of thrown in there, like. Yeah, there he is. Um, and that's the end of the list for me. Um. Sorry, I'm looking for... Okay, here we go. I, I, the guy's pretty well known. I'm just trying to figure out. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I, th- I thought maybe by looking at it, it would help me. It doesn't. Oh, okay. Um, Follow your heart then. So, Jaman Hunso, he's he's the okay. He's the black guy, the African from Gladiator. He's been in Amistad. Um, okay. Like he's been in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's a pretty, I would say he's a pretty famous guy <clears throat> actor. I just don't know how to pronounce his name. And I'm sorry if he is listening to this. I apologize. Yeah. But yeah. I wanted to at least shout you out because I think you're pretty famous, even though I'm not sure if anyone knows how to pronounce your name. Hmm. Well, we um, should work on that. Yes. And um, Todd will give you $5 if you complain to us directly. Uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Five dollars a lot. Okay. You will, Todd. Oh, you will. It. All right. 
Um, um, also, the guy who was—he's in Game of Thrones. He was like the Lannister father. He's been in a whole bunch of stuff. He played the Charles Dance is his name. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what character was he in this movie? Kutchner, the general guy. Oh yes, okay. Um, and then the guy who plays Rasputin, mm-hmm. race. Ray's Ivans. He's also been in a whole bunch of stuff. Um, he was in Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, he was. Um, I think he was the Lizard in the Amazing Spider-Man. Just oh. reprises role for. Oh, okay. For uh, No Way Home. So we just saw him. So great. But that's that. I'm gonna go ahead and say that's it. Um, yeah. The woman, Polly, has been in a whole bunch of stuff, too, but uh, I don't know if I would say she's famous, honestly. Gemma. Gemma something. So. All right. So we'll stick with that. Um, What is this movie about? Well, like I said, this is a prequel movie. It is um, about the founding of the Kingsman Agency. The Kingsman Agency is like this organization that shapes history from behind the scenes. You know, your typical secret... Secret, yeah, yeah, like secret organization, but is not government affiliated. Right. Like, it just is a secret service kind of thing. Right, right. So think spies, think think gadgets, think all that stuff. Yeah, think um, Bond without MI6 or... Right, right. Uh, Tom Cruise without IMF. Yeah. Impossible Mission Force. Right, right. Yeah, so... so this is about how the the agency was founded. It's not really about the agency itself. You don't really get any Kingsman agency stuff until the very end of the movie. Um, but uh, you do get a story of a family, um, really a father-son duo, uh, and uh, the the evolution of the the main character. And how he deals with um, the loss of his wife and how he raises his son in her absence, um, trying to protect his son from all the things. And then um, how eventually his son goes off to war and what happens from there. Uh, so, so that's the main... Uh, that's the main non-historical part of the movie. Yeah. Everything else is around the events leading up to and including World War I. Um, uh, like true life events. So you've got, you've got historical characters in this movie. Um, like the, the three cousins, the, the Kaiser, whoever he is. Yeah. The German, the German leader, the Russian leader and the English king. Um, yeah are the main players and they're apparently cousins. So I think that's true to life. Uh, But you've also got the American president, uh, Woodrow Wilson. You've got Rasputin. You've got Lennon. You've got... uh, The assassination of Archduke Ferdinand. Yes, right. That takes place in the movie. Um, So you've got all these historical things. You've got some World War I fighting. Um... <clears throat> but all of these are really positioned around how a father is trying to protect his son uh, from violence in the world and how his son grows up to uh, embrace his duty as 
he feels as a, a, a patriotic citizen of England and how uh, that affects his father and um, eventually how they have an impro improbable uh, final battle on top of a mountain. Um, that's that's sort of the the paint by numbers part of all these movies. There's an improbable final battle yeah. in an exotic location. Um, Kingsman movies I'm talking about. Um, oh, in a lot of movies. <laughs> well, sure, but Kingsman movies. I think they have often taken it to another level when it comes to the final battle scene. That is true, yeah. Um, so, that's that's your basic plot summary that I'm going to go with. Todd. Fair. It's a fair summary. Your thoughts on The King's Man. So, um, I have to first admit that it's kind of even a fluke that we even saw this movie because... It kind of flew under the radar, and it got buried under a whole bunch of stuff. And um, really peeking behind the scenes of the podcast here, the only reason we saw this movie is because there's, like, really nothing else out to see right now. Like, the movies are definitely drying up. Um, there was no new release this week of movies, hmm. um, which is kind of crazy, but... That's very rare. The, and very that, rare. I think it's just the a lot of movies pulled back. A lot of movie studios pulled back with the influx of COVID, but now that's starting to go down a little bit. I think so. I don't know. We'll we'll see what the next couple of weeks have to. But I mean, I I did want to see this movie because I I am a fan of the first two two Kingsman movies. I enjoyed them. I thought they were very. Um. They had a style, in my opinion, that was all their own. Um, and uh, this kind of like weird, hyper gruesome, like gory events, but done super stylistically. Like it's almost kind of hard to put into words, like how I view the, the first two Kingsman movies. Um, and as I said to you while we leave in the theater, I was convinced that this movie was not directed by the guy who did the first two while we were watching this movie, because it just felt different than the other two. Um, in, in the sense that, like, it wasn't as stylistic, in my opinion, and, and it, it pulled back on kind of, like, the kind of more gruesome fighting that you're used to for uh, a Matthew Vaughn movie. And, uh, but I mean, he did direct it. So, where does that lead us, and that's how I feel about this movie. Um, I didn't hate this movie, but I thought this movie had a, a lot going on. Like, it had a very full story it was trying to tell. Um, as far as, like, trying to wrap all these um, historical political events into one kind of big story of somewhat of a secret organization that may be behind these big historical events. And, um, but also trying to kind of couple that with this story of a father and son and a, and a father who's already, who's seen too much war and he doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to experience war anymore. He does, certainly doesn't want his son to experience war. So it was kind of, I almost felt like there's two different movies. There's this kind of stylistic historical events thing going where like, um, you know, we're seeing all these historical events and, and, Matthew Vaughn's telling the story and uh, it's kind of stylistic and, and kind of interesting. And then there's this more grounded father-son story 
and they kept swapping between the two. And I think if they had done one or the other, it would have been a better movie instead of trying to push them together into one big story. Um, so I think the fact that there was so much happening in this movie really was a huge subtraction for it, for me, um, <clears throat> of just trying to include all these events, trying to hit all these notes of a father-son story, uh, trying to hit, you know, anti-war messages while also throwing in, you know, that war is inevitable when evil's doing its thing. And so it just, it, it turned into a little bit of a mess. Um, I do think towards the end, though, it cleaned itself up a little bit and got into more of a concise story um, that you could kind of get behind. Uh, I do, there was some twisty turns in this movie. Uh, one specific twisty turn I thought was really, really interesting and good. And then one twisty turn, I was like, this is a paint by numbers twisty turn that anyone could have seen coming. And I think you could have done without this. I thought it was a waste, but, um, so it's almost like every good thing I have to say about this movie, there's also a bad thing that kind of goes shadows it. Um, so, you know, as far as like, uh, you know, that's the story. That's all that kind of stuff. Acting I thought was pretty okay. Like, um, I didn't think there was like with these kind of movies, I don't think you're really going to like, um, hit a note of such fine acting <laughs> that someone's going to be like, Oh man, you got to see this tour de force. However, though, I think the special thing that the first two movies had going for it, which was Colin Firth, this, like, thespian actor in an action role, um, the novelty of that was lost on this one because now you have Ralph Fiennes, or however you say his name, is in this role. He's done action before, so it's almost like the novelty of that wasn't there, and it's such a big novelty for the other two movies, and, and it, it was... I could see where I'm like, man, if, if they had found another actor who had a, a well-established actor who had never really done action and pulled this person in to do action, they could have recaptured a little bit of the magic of the first two. Um, but it just wasn't there. Um, not, not through any fault of Ralph Fiennes or Rafe Fiennes, however you say his name, not through any fault of his own. I thought he did fine. He was, he was good. Um, everyone was fine and good in this movie. It just, uh, it, it didn't know what it wanted to be. And I think that's a huge problem for it. Um, I also don't think we needed this movie in a sense of like, when I watched the first two Kingsman movies, there wasn't an essence of, man, I want to see how all this got formed and stuff like that. But you know, Hollywood rules the world and you knew if they had two successful films, then one of the, you know, things they're always going to do is like, well, well now we got to tell the origin story. Cause we had these, you know, first two you know films and you know we can't think of anything original anymore so let's do the origin and all that kind of stuff so i do hope that they make more of these i don't know if i want to see any more historical past kingsman movies but i would like to see future kingsman movies set in you know the present um with matthew vaughn doing them but as far as this movie, can I say go see this in theaters? Well, one, I don't think you have the chance because I don't think it's going to last the next couple of days in theaters. Um, but if you're a fan of these movies or if you're a fan, I mean, there's some fine action in this movie. I, I don't think there's one thing that really stands out in this movie as far as action goes that makes me go, ooh, this movie. 
it had a fun a fun dance fighting number and that'll stick with me for a little bit but it's not it's not you know reinventing the wheel or anything like that so i would say for most of it it was pretty on par with where you would expect it to be in some ways in the story it fell short um so i mean see it if you want to if you've got a, a, a two-hour gap and you're like hey i can stream this movie and i was interested in it but i never saw it sure but i feel like those are really the only circumstances that people should really see this movie i don't know if anyone's really going to go after it pretty hardcore once it becomes available for streaming unless you love the first two so i mean more power to you if that's what you do i just don't know i don't think this one lives up to the first two in my opinion so i think that's where I'm going to land, I will. I'll, I'll give. Okay, I want to give one more like a little small credit. Is that you know, like you said, the, the climactic fight of this um, of this movie happens on top of a mountain, and I have like I have a severe problem with heights, and that triggered me in the movie at times when they were fighting on this mountain. And I don't know if that's ever happened to me before. Like, there were times where they were doing typical, like, cliffhangers and someone's hanging off, and I was like, oh, gosh, that's, that's really high. <laughs> so I guess that's credit to them. Like, um, so, yeah. Matt? <laughs> well, um, I think this movie was too long. Yeah. Um, I agree. They couldn't decide if they were making, like, this heartfelt father-son drama or this wacky historical yeah. fiction over the top uh kingsman style movie right um and the it was a little it was a little jarring to switch between those um as you said um i didn't like the first half of the movie at all i didn't care about any of the characters until a certain point in the film, you mentioned the twisty turn, and then I was like, "Oh, they did that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe now this will be okay." And I think the end of the movie was okay to yeah. to borderline good, um, but but for me, the the first half of it really detracts from it. And I will also say, as a fan of the first two movies, it doesn't live up to kind of the wacky over-the-topness that I was expecting out of a Kingsman movie. With the exception of the Rasputin dance fight. Yes, everything that had to do with Rasputin just like oozed Matthew Vaughn Kingsman movies. Right. Um, but I also like, I, I think, and I, I could be wrong, but this, this movie felt PG-13 while the other movies felt R. The other movies were definitely R. Yeah, and this one didn't feel R to me. Like, yeah. I'll have to look that up at some point. But it definitely didn't push the envelope like the other two movies went, even as far as language and stuff went, I felt. Yeah. So, anyway, I distracted you probably. Go for it. It's it's all good. So, I, 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 uh, I didn't really like this movie. Um, I will say, if you've seen the other two, you might as well watch this one. Uh, you do get you know, you can probably just watch the end and you'll see how well, the Kingsman probably, agency yeah. is formed. And, um, probably watch the last half hour and you could get the gist of everything. That's true. And you, that's probably a better film than yeah. what we saw. Just 30 minute, uh, vignette. 
Um, that they wouldn't get anything with Rasputin. <laughs> true. Well, that that can just be a, a little prequel, and then there you, you just go. skip to the end. There you go. There you go. There's there's the Matt and Todd edit. We of, fixed it for you. Of, of this movie. <laughs> You're welcome, Hollywood. Yes. 45 minutes long. Rasputin right into the the uh, climactic battle. Um, so yeah, uh, if you, I if you like the other two, you'll probably watch this one. You don't really need to, but that's that's the target. The target audience is those those folks. So that's where I'm going to leave it. Fair. Well, there, in my opinion, there's like really only one rating system for this movie, which is how many how many dance fighting battles would you give this movie? Which is like like I said, it's gonna stick with me for the next couple of days. I'm gonna be thinking about this Rasputin dance fighting uh, battle. Obviously, zero being the worst because then no one's dancing or fighting, and that's just boring. Five being the best because then it's just a whirly twirly good time. <laughs> so, Matt <laughs> and and we should all have whirly twirly yeah, good whirly times. twirly good times is why we're all here on this earth. Uh, yes. So I'm gonna go with a, a 1.9 uh, Rasputin dance fights out of five. Um, this was a below average movie. The ending was fine to good, as yeah. I mentioned. But the beginning was just kind of a mess, and until they clarified their goals, it was not a good movie at all. So I'm going to go with 1.9, and yeah, don't watch this movie. Uh, we're not too far off. I, I think I'm at like a 2.3, um, and I, I will say that the, the middle twisty turn that we've referenced already I thought was was pretty good. I really didn't see it coming and once once that twisty turn happened, it clarified who the movie was about. And I think that was one of the biggest problems that mm. for the first half you didn't know who the movie was about. And that's um I mean honestly as much as that's like a by, by clarifying that it's almost like a huge knock against the writer of the movie, which I guess it should be. But yeah. Um once everything became kind of concise things got a lot better. Yep. Um, so and it's, it's kind of a shame because I feel like if they, if the writer knew that going forward from the beginning, this is who the movie's about. This is what's going on. Then I feel like we could have added something better on our hands and, and something that could have been more stylistic. That is what we expect from these movies. So um, it just kind of lost its way. Hopefully, if there's more, it can come back. But I think 2.3. I mean, I agree with everything you said. I don't really know if anyone, you know, besides people who liked the first two movies, I don't know who this movie's for besides them. Um, so maybe history buffs. If yeah, you really I mean, like it did, it did try really hard to, <laughs> to include in like actual things from history. Yep. Um, but also, we're not history buffs, so maybe they just like really screwed the pooch on the history side of things too, and I would just never know. Yeah, that's true. So we could be giving it credit when really it just crapped the bed on that front too. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it was decent. I think they they covered most of of what I actually remember. So I will say, I'm I, I don't know. This doesn't say anything good about me or the uh, American. Um, education system but i didn't know many things about <laughs> this the world war one that this movie taught me except for the fact that i knew that the 
assassination of Archduke Ferdinand was one of the sparking points of World War One, and the only reason I know that is from like an SNL skit. Ha! Where like I think it's a trivia show and every every question's been like super easy and then they drop this hard one <laughs> like out of nowhere that that's the joke. Nice. Um, stuck out with me forever. So, well, props to you, SNL. Yeah, way to go. Not props to you, this movie. Yes. Well. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies. We saw The King's Man. And we gave it an average rating of 2.1 Rasputin dance fights out of five. And that's not great. It's not very good. Yeah. So. Certainly not the worst movie we've ever reviewed, though. It's not. It's better than the last movie we saw, in fact. That's true. And um, hopefully this night will end with me not in the emergency room as well. Whoa, whoa, Todd, pulling back the curtain. Personal information. Yeah. Who wants to know more? Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> you never will. Todd's okay. Todd's good. I am okay. Um, and before we completely wrap up, I'll give a shout out to two people who reached out to talk about the uh, casita, the word casita. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, one, our friend Alec, and two, our friend Marie, both uh, reached out in different venues to say that a casita is a small house or a guest house. Yeah. Um, so. Wait, wait in, what, in what platform did Marie reach out to? I might have missed that one. Um, she reached out in the form of texting me. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. The definition of the was, word casita. I was like, man, I missed that one. I must not be up on our... Uh, yeah. Uh, no, she is listening to that episode. and um, Well, we still appreciate it. We do. You cut me out of it, but that's fine. Yeah, well, I'm telling you now, you're... Okay. I'm in the loop. You're in the loop. All right. Our listeners, like our listeners are feeding back, Todd. It's what you've always wanted. It is what I've always wanted. I need to shut my mouth and not complain <laughs> on how they're doing it. Yes. Um, okay. So yes, thank you uh, for that information <laughs> to our our two loyal listeners. There. If anyone knows more about World War One, that's information than or how to pronounce Ralph Fiennes' name. Oh my gosh, yeah, or the the guy who played the lizard too. I probably butchered <sighs> his name, and the uh, uh, African guy I butchered his name. Throw it all at us. I we guess. need we need a lot of help <laughs> from from listeners for this particular episode of the podcast, but. So thank you to listeners who have gotten us this far. Uh, keep listening, please. Uh, we'll keep making these, and we'll see you next time. Da 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 da.